to why I say culture eats strategy for lunch because right. what we're really talking about here is the how of the why, how, what. Mm-hmm. And how you do one thing is a strong reflection on how you do everything else because of the way you formulated your how for either yourself or for your organization. Right. Like you said, if you're fudging your financial numbers on taxes or anything like that, you're probably fudging invoices. Or just not doing the processes right, that you're right. missing expenses or whatever, and your books are a mess at the end of the month when you're trying to close them out and so forth because you're not doing an effective job with the processes of getting bills paid and understanding where the expenses are and making sure everybody that needs to know that is properly informed and those type things. Right. It's usually a reflection of how your other non-financial processes are going to act too, because once again, it comes down to leadership. How is leadership changing behaviors such that those processes do get followed? Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Welcome to another episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Andy McDowell. And I'm your other co-host, Zach Levy, and thank you so much for joining us today. On this uh, beautiful Tuesday here in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States. So I thought today we would talk about a phrase that I've heard quite a bit in the last two years. That's not to say it hasn't been around for a long time, but somehow it's shown up on my radar, and that phrase is... How you do one thing is how you do everything. Hmm. So I thought we'd just throw that phrase on the table and dissect it a little bit and put our thoughts to it. So what what first comes to mind when you hear that phrase, Zach? I mean, for me, one of the examples, when I hear this phrase, it's kind of a certain behavior or a rooted mindset, if you will carries over or spills over into all areas, right? So for example, if somebody's, you know, outside of our business, health and fitness is huge for us. And having been in that world professionally before, a lot of times you look at somebody who's not really worried about their health, they're lackadaisical towards it, that, that behavior spills over into other areas of their life. 
So maybe if you if you go to their home, it's it's beyond clutter because we live in our home. So there's there's always going to be a little bit of clutter, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I know very few people whose homes always look like a Southern Living cover, <laughs> right? Right. That's not you know normal unless you're my mother-in-law, but it it's beyond that. It's lack of cleanliness, things like that that just go by the wayside, which then also. If, if you look into it, oftentimes spills over into their work life, their work ethic, and just, again, overall who they are in this world. Yeah, so I think you have to take a, a step back with this phrase, you know, because how you change the oil in your car or vacuum the house or prepare your meals or those type things or... If you're comparing those items, they're all very different things. So you're not going to do it the same way, right. per se, physically. This has more to do with procrastination, mm-hmm. lack of intention, spontaneous, well thought out. Mm-hmm. You know, those type of concepts that are more value-based, I think, is where this phrase is going as opposed right. to sort of the logistics or physical nature of doing activities or ways in our life. Right. Well, use the example, something simple as vacuuming the house, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it. the The mechanics of it are going to be completely different from, you know, for a salesperson making phone calls that they need to make to get the job done, right? To hit their numbers. But the the intentionality behind it is you can have somebody that vacuums the room, you know, they get the lines, they get every crevice, they pay attention to detail and the floor is clean, right? You can tell it was done with intention. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, somebody can go turn on the vacuum, run through the room real quick, not pay attention to detail, unplug it, put the vacuum up and you, and then it's still not clean. Mm -hmm. It's the same way with that salesperson, right? They can sit there, maybe make, you know, just make the phone calls, make the phone calls, make the phone calls, do the work with intention, right? With goals in mind, with numbers in mind, they're moving towards a target or you have the salesperson who, you know, they make some phone calls, but then, Oh, let me check Facebook. Let me do this. Let me do it as quickly and cut as many quarters as I can and maybe not do all the work I need to. And then not end up getting that clean floor, if you will, or getting the results. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah, it's it's about what's important to you. Mm-hmm. We, we we have used the example multiple times about are you floating around in a dinghy in the ocean or are you on a sailboat or motorboat heading in a certain direction? Right. And it has a lot to do with mindset and what's important to you and your value system, and are you being intentional? Do you have a growth mindset? And all of that plays into this phrase. Because mm-hmm. the tendency as human beings is um, to do everything the same way. Unless you have like a specific area of your life where you have a lot of fear. And you may right. you may be very intentional in doing everything in your life outside of this one area in one way, and then all of a sudden 
something comes up in this one area of your life and you just a dead stop or you procrastinate a lot or whatever because you've got a fear in a specific area of your life. Right. Then you might have some delineation mm-hmm. to say, yeah, most most of the time or 80% of the time, I'm this way. Except for this one area where you may have had a trauma or something of that nature mm-hmm. that is just very fearful in your life that you avoid it, you procrastinate, you don't deal with it. Right. Type things. Again, so we you might do it, it last very- week. It's that sweeping the dead body under the rug. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you that phrase takes a little bit of a left turn because there may be some areas that you act and do things very differently because you've got a fear in your life. Yeah. And I think also, you know, if, if you have a habit of procrastination, like you're talking about, I mean, heck, I was the guy in college, in high school, even through studies that if there was a paper due, man, I put the pro in procrastinate, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then come to find out that habit, though it got me the results I wanted, it got me the grades I wanted somehow. (laughs) I don't know how, but it carried on through my adult life and started in my professional life, which was a major issue because with major projects in the business world, you can't really procrastinate. No, because oftentimes they have set deadlines. Right. Set by your upper management or the fact that you've got you're part of a team with another another division, and so you have to do your piece mm-hmm. by a certain time to be incorporated with the, the pieces that the other team right. is doing. And so with that, that was a big you know wake-up call that something you have to acknowledge and just stop procrastinating in every area. You have to work on procrastination, not just procrastinating at work. Because if you allow that to continue to grow in other areas, it still overspills into that part of your life. Well, yeah. Uh, I think the problem in this whole phrase is that we often take it for granted from the standpoint that we've always been doing it this way in our lives. It's just, it's normal. It's It's just just who I am. It's just a way of being. Yeah. And so we don't take a step back and analyze that piece of it. Right. You know, we were talking about the SWOT analysis, strength and weaknesses. Maybe you have a weakness in a particular area that hits a bullseye, so to speak, when it comes to this phrase. Right. Yeah. The way I do one thing, I do by doing everything. And it might be procrastination. It might be some other issue. But has it become so ingrained in your life? It's just your way of being that you don't – you have it. You have a hard time seeing something that's right in front of your nose, right? so to speak, because you just take it for granted. And you, you don't be introspective about that part because you just sort of shrug your shoulders and go, well, that's just the way I am. Right. Okay, well, how does that affect other people? Lots of silence. Lots of thinking. Lots of thinking. Because this, this, this statement or this phrase does go, again, like the topics we talk about, I mean, couple episodes ago, we talked about two words, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we went on for probably an hour about. But it's really realizing that this comes down to, we talked about the, you know, starting with why or figuring out who you want to be, what you want to be in this world. What you want your personal brand to be. Right. And so that personal brand, that why is what drives everything that we do, Mm -hmm. right? We were talking before, 
Um, if we're being intentional with our life. You got ahead of me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but great minds think alike. <laughs> but no, we were talking before, right, about how I've changed my morning routine, mm-hmm. right? To wake up every single morning with more intention, with with defined goals, and is and to really have a reference point of is every action that I'm making living out my why and moving towards who I want to be and moving towards accomplishing those goals, or is it just being busy or is it a complete distraction? Mm-hmm. Well, going back to, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, or even both, we talked about the biggest limited resource we have in our lives is time. Right. Right. And so if it's a limited resource, how, how am I investing myself in that limited resource? Right. I think is what you're getting at is mm-hmm. now I'm waking up every morning being more intentional in my morning so that I can maximize every day what what I'm getting out of whatever energy or activities that I'm doing. Right. And is it serving my why? Right. And starting to eliminate things that aren't really generating value for myself, for my wife, mm-hmm. for business for relationships it's not something that's adding value to that is there a way I, if it has to be done can i outsource it right well, how would how would this relate to a business you know we talk about culture of a business mm-hmm. i think this phrase has some relatability if you will for a business too you know when it comes to the culture how we how we do one thing together as a team or as a group or as a business is how we do everything. Right. Well, if you will, a mantra, right? Having that one-mindedness as a business, right? Mm-hmm. Establishing that. Because as as you do team projects, right? And that's where team building exercises come in with teams and really building that connection within the business, right? You know, the right hand's able to connect with the left foot better, if you will, to to move as one unit, right? Even if they're separate, right? The hand and the foot do two completely different functions. We walk on the foot, pushes us off to jump, walk, everything. We grab things with our hands. Of course, we can use it as a brace. Mm-hmm. But they're still accomplishing one task, which is getting the body where it needs to be to do what it needs to do. Right. And so in the same facet, the body moves as one unit. The business has to move as one unit. So if we're lackadaisical in any area, right, especially the major areas, the core areas, that bleeds over into the rest of the business from a leadership perspective, especially. Right. Well, you're, you're, you're heading, (laughs) you're starting to read my mind now. Yeah. So, if if the leader right says oh i want it to be done this way but everybody's always looking up right especially in the business they're looking to mm-hmm. leadership to mm-hmm. see what they're doing mm-hmm. well you're you know mr boss you're 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 telling me to do this but you're doing the exact opposite or mm-hmm. you're giving it half effort when you're telling everybody else that they need to really be bought in and give it their all how do you think the rest of the business is going to function yeah, well, how you how you t- 
take care of and report your finances probably says a lot about how you take care of your customers. Right. And just like you said, it all comes down to the leader, you know, leaders that are very effective model the behavior they want everybody else to do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's do, do as I do, not as I say. I just put it this way. Do it first. Right. We say that all the time is if you, if you want to, if you want people to follow you, do it first. Cause you can't ever ask anybody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself first off. Yeah. Well, the thing that really gets me about corporate America and I just cringe every time I see this is, you know, the executives will come out with a set of values and some statements, strategic statements, and we're going to be this kind of company and so forth. Then they put a bonus package together for their executives that doesn't incentivize that behavior. Right. Yeah, it's all about making the numbers. Okay, am I I supposed to live and lead this way that we're saying to everybody else Mm -hmm. and model that? Or I'm going to get compensated with the numbers. Well, okay, pull out the whip and chains and fix the morale of this place so it's all focused on making numbers. Right, and then you get... what What are you doing to mesh your incentives with the behaviors you want out of your your highest level right. leaders to and, model. And the saying that, you know, crap rolls downhill, it's it's the same phrase in a different wording, right? Mm-hmm. If you take it in a certain context, if you have a leadership that is 100% just looking at a P&L statement and focused on the numbers and looking, you know, profit and loss, not the, the people statement, right? Right. Which the people statement, I mean, we're talking everybody from the workers in the in the business, right, down to the customers, right? Because I don't care what business you're in, your business is not going to run if people are not involved. Right. Right. Even if you're in IT programming, the programs exist because people need the programs, right? So if you're not focused on the people statement and you're just strictly focused on the numbers, then that rolls downhill to where you get to your customer service agents that... They, they have this culture above them that's saying, oh, we're just focused on the numbers. So then you get some hard-nosed customer service agent that doesn't actually help somebody that has an issue with your service. You know, they don't do the right thing. They don't issue a refund. They don't make things right. It's just, oh, this is going to hurt our numbers. Sorry, we can't do that. Then you down the road end up getting bad reviews, losing business, and ultimately deteriorating business. So I say culture eats strategy for lunch because right. what we're really talking about here is the how of the why, how, what. Mm-hmm. And how you do one thing is a strong reflection on how you do everything else because of the way you formulated your how for either yourself or for your organization. Right. Like you said, if you're fudging your financial numbers on taxes or anything like that, you're probably fudging invoices. Or just not doing the processes right, that you're right. missing expenses or whatever and you're Books are a mess at the end of the month when you're trying to close them out and so forth because you're not doing an effective job with the processes of getting bills paid and understanding where the expenses are and making sure everybody that needs to know that is properly informed and those type things. Right. It's usually a reflection of how your other non-financial processes are going to act too because, once again, it comes down to leadership. 
How is leadership changing behaviors such that those processes do get followed? That's the management side, by the way. <laughs> Managing processes. Same thing in our life. Yeah, I mean. How do we manage the processes of living? I mean, we've talked before, I mean, on many episodes about how these business concepts, even even like we talked about business strategy and everything being able to be transferable into our life outside of business, mm-hmm. right? Well, as we discussed last week, the reasons why, because it's right. all about needs. So it's it's the same thing in our personal life is how we're how are we leading our life, right? We talk about being the CEO of your own life. It's mm-hmm. the, the leadership of your own life. And if if you're not demonstrating the culture that you want within yourself, if you're not working on that, if you're not building who you want to be or moving towards it with intention, mm-hmm. how can you expect anybody to follow you? Your relationships, right? Whether they be friendships, romantic relationships, marriages, but how are you going to motivate or inspire others if you can't do that for yourself? Right. Whether you like to do the certain activities or whatever you need to do or not. Yeah. Simple example for me is going to the grocery store. Pain in the butt <laughs> for me. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a routine thing. I got to feed myself and so forth. And you do it once a week or twice a week or whatever it is. And it's mundane after a while. Mm-hmm. So you have to get yourself motivated to get in the car and go, take care of it sort of have to do a little mini release for me a little mini inspiration chat for myself <laughs> like come on to get yourself out of the chair you can and into the do car it. and go to the grocery store <laughs> take care of it so if need be just call me i'll give you a pep talk about the grocery store it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i was just trying to lighten the mood a little bit pick something that's pretty mundane and you know but no it's it is the even in the little things that we hate doing right mm-hmm. it, the little the life's life's results are made up of decisions, right? Even the littlest decision can completely change our direction in life, right? You think of going back to the ship analogy, right? Or a boat, the slightest turn of the rudder. Mm-hmm. It might not seem like a lot, but in business, right? Well, in the short term, it's not. Right. In the long term, it well, could be a huge difference. That's 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 where I was going is. Back when I was in restaurant management, the company I was working with had had made a move years ago to franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Get into the franchise model, great revenue for the corporation, all these things. But like you said, Andy, culture eats strategy for you know for, for lunch, lunch, right? Mm-hmm. That happened because the rudder of the franchise store started to get turned just a hair, mm-hmm. right? And we referred to it as that two degrees of separation. Right. Right. At first, it was a very, very slight difference, sometimes even unnoticeable when you walked in the store. But as years went on, those stores drifted further and further and further off path. Right. Yeah, and as time goes on and on, the message that's being subconsciously or consciously heard is it's okay to deviate a little bit right. like that. No, Nobody's beat me over the head, so to speak, right. about it. And, you know, as, as I was leaving that field, that company was strategizing to make moves to buy back all the franchise stores mm-hmm. and eliminate the franchise department. 
to get their everything that they do back on track. Because that was their brand. That was their personal brand. That's their culture that was being damaged by a slight deviation. Well, it's inherent in the franchise model. You have it built such a way that your your business model and the way you do things and the way you've built your brand has brought success. So mm-hmm. we're sort of selling, if you will, success in a box. Right. Do everything exactly we did. Just do it in a different location and you'll make the money that we made. Mm-hmm. The problem is you have those slight deviations that over time could have a huge impact on right. the financials. So Because you're not on that exact bearing that the mothership was on. Right. And so in the same way, that goes back to how we do one thing is how we do everything. If if we're not, you know, every, every leadership book I've read, every business book I've read says, you know, to, to achieve your goals, you've got to have a defined, clear vision of what you want, right? And if a lot built, of discipline. Right. And the, you know, motivation will not always be there, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, you freaking hate going to the grocery store. You're not motivated. You're like, yes, I'm waking up today. I'm going to go get my groceries. It's going to be a great day. No, it's like, well, crap, I've got to go to the grocery store. Right? Well, I mean, it, part of what I say to myself to get inspired to go do it is, I'm going to go do it with a smile on my face. Who knows who I might run into? Exactly. I, I've done many coaching, 10, 15-minute coaching minutes with people in stores. Mm-hmm. Just to strike up a conversation. And and what is that? That's living out your why. Living out my why. Right. Or I might run into a nice-looking lady. <laughs> right. I can't say right? that part. Just, well, you can still run into a nice-looking lady. You just have a different conversation. Right. Hi, I'm going to go to the other side of the store. <laughs> no, but, but no, it, it's, it's seriously, I love the fact that you put in there or what you said that you do it with a smile on your face, right? Yeah. Because if you do the things that you hate in business and life with a smile on your face and you can, that's really discipline if we break it down, right? Because it's hard to do, right? Well, it's looking at a bigger picture, you know, mm-hmm. so just looking at the process itself, in the main part of the activity, you can get yourself into a rut with it. But mm-hmm. if you look at a bigger picture to say, I'm going into a different environment where anything could happen and I'm just going to be present in the moment and see what's going on around me where mm-hmm. I might help a short person get something off the top shelf or well, you gotta go somebody there. drops a bunch of groceries and you help pick it up for them or you know, there's a whole bunch of different things where you're Generating some value in that right. moment. Right. And yeah, you're going through a mundane activity, but it doesn't have to be mundane if you sort of widen your view and live in the present moment and, and look at what's going on around you. Or give somebody a compliment. Oh, I love that color on you. Appreciate that. <laughs> but no, it's it's like you're talking about, it's, intentionally in any area, right? How we do one thing is how we do everything, living an others-focused life, right? The most successful people have lived an others-focused life. Well, living intentionally, being present in the moment, having a clear direction, Mm -hmm. having discipline in it, because you know if you're disciplined in it, you're going to 
you're going to get the halves, you know, be, do, have. You're going to mm-hmm. get the halves that you want out of life. And enjoy life. Live in the moment and have that 180-degree that view as opposed to the the tunnel vision about doing the activity is, well, I'm just going to get groceries. Right. You might miss out on some fabulous people because you're right. tunnel vision when fabulous people you might fabulous. have a CEO of a company right next to you because they got to buy groceries too and ha- have a wonderful conversation about his or her business and right how's their day going and yeah my favorite phrase is how's how's life treating you today mm-hmm. just to strike up a conversation you can also get a lot of introspection from somebody's response with that one question. And then there's a coach. Because they got to play their cards. Right. When the answer that comes back with that, that type of question, you're going to get a good feel for where, where they're at that right. day. And maybe you can offer a word of encouragement to help them out. But if you can tie, I think, you know, what we're really saying here is if you can tie every action into how can it help you live out your why? Right. How mm-hmm. can it be part of your intention? Right. It's like, you know, you're in the relationship building business, right? For business purposes. Right. If we just took it to business, I'm in the relationship building business. I go to the grocery store. It's not just buying groceries. I might meet my new best friend. Mm-hmm. Right? Who knows what what potentials are out there? But if we don't take the steps to do what we don't want, right, especially in business, right? A lot of people hate calling. They hate cold calling, things like that in sales, but it's just doing it with a smile on your face because it's bigger than just that phone call. Right. Well, Realizing once again, that, you're, I mean, you're cold calling with a specific process that you're trying to get business mm-hmm. and you can be in that tunnel vision mm-hmm. or you could pick up the phone and call somebody and say, I just want to generate value somehow in their life today. Right. May absolutely have nothing to do with my product or service, but I'm going to strike up a conversation and, if I can even leave a millimeter of value in their life, then I've done my job. Right. I mean, I can need a business out of them, but I feel pretty good at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's that's a wider view. That's that's a wider viewpoint of the opportunity as opposed to the tunnel vision going, oh, I got to make a sale. Right. One, in realizing that in everything that we do, it it's bigger than us, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it carries carries over, but I keep thinking about this analogy. I don't know why this popped into my head. But, you know, you think about originally, and we'll wrap this up, but originally when the you know Transcontinental Railroad was built, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Across the country, across the US, each each railroad tie, each railroad spike that was laid was tedious work right? Nailed in by hand by hardworking men. Mm -hmm. But I I would imagine the great leaders of the industry of that time who employed those people, it wasn't just about laying a spike. It wasn't just about laying a railroad tie. It was about connecting the country, Mm -hmm. right? It was about more efficient commerce. It was about moving the country into the new age. It's about getting exposure you know, that was the thing about my job working at Boeing. What I enjoyed about it was being able to help grow an aviation system that connects people. Right. 
to have better understanding of each other because with the very nature you can get in front of each other and understand each other. And they get didn't get bogged down in the details, the technical details of what we did in the job. It's like I'm getting out of bed every morning and hopping on an airplane and flying across the world in order to help the world get get and stay connected and understand each other. And maybe love will actually start prevailing instead of fear. Right. Because we understand each other better. It's, it's another thing, too, is about love, love versus fear and what you were just saying before. Right. Anyway, food for thought. We got to wrap this puppy up. Yes. So, again, we appreciate everybody tuning in, and we pray that, we, that y'all can take this conversation and our journey and apply it to your own life, your own business, and then continue to help others generate value in their lives as well. Give us a like, a share, subscribe. We mm-hmm. like to call it follow. Just to help us compound this uh, value that we do generate in the lives that we touch. And think about and be introspective about how do I do things in my life? And am I consistent? Mm-hmm. And is the way that I do things intentional and actually generates value in the world? I was actually asked. That's the big intent of today's episode. And I was actually asked this question. I ask myself this every day now is, are you living every day consistently intentional? Mm-hmm. Right. And this was on a company trip. Somebody asked me that and it was like, ooh. right. It's really an eye opener when you really dig in and think about that. So mm-hmm. think about that as you go about your day to day. And then the next week, again, we appreciate all of our listeners and we will be right back here next Tuesday. Next Tuesday with another episode. And we hope you have a great week, a great day. Take care. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.